If you have your Bible today, I'd ask you to turn with me to Luke 2, beginning in verse 15. The title of my message today is Listen to the Shepherds. The shepherds of a day gone by have a lot to say to us today, and we want to hear what they're saying and listen and and take it in, make it a part of our lives. Let's look together at God's Word. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. After that first Christmas, the shepherds went back to where they came from. They went back to be shepherds. But of course, they went back a lot different than how they were when they came. When they went back, they were glorifying God. Nothing had changed, really, on the outside. They went back to the same old uh, work, watching the sheep out on the hillside. The ground where they slept was just as hard as it could possibly be. It hadn't changed at all. The weather was just as disagreeable. The sheep were as cantankerous as they had ever been. But something inside of the shepherds had changed. Their spirit had been altered. Have you ever seen a father that was just real, real proud of his son or daughter when they hit a home run or they got a scholarship? or they won first place uh, in some event. The father, of course, just beams when his child does well. A lot of the fathers in our church have introduced me to their grown-up children. You could tell that they were just so proud as they recited to me the achievements that their children have made. It makes them happy, their children happy, it makes me happy. Uh, to hear what all had happened. And then, of course, I'm introduced to the grandchildren, who are all brilliant, every one of them. Brilliant. And star athletes. The shepherds had experienced something wonderful, and they were so proud that they had been there, that they had seen it, that they had taken in all that the Lord God Almighty wanted to show them. They wanted to tell about what they had seen. The Christ child seemed in some ways like he was their baby because they had been there during those momentous times and and it was just so significant. They were a part of it and they they felt related to those uh, folks that were there. After that first Christmas, they went home, the scripture says, glorifying God. They were not just singing praises and shouting hallelujahs. Sometimes we can do that superficially. 
They really had something important to say. We need to listen to the shepherds. They knew of God's greatness. They were overpowered by that display in the, in the sky. Can you imagine that? You know, we go out every once in a while, they tell us there's going to be some event in the sky, uh, some comet or something, and we go out and look, uh, you know, some special thing with the moon or something like that. Can you imagine all of a sudden in the sky there being all those angels singing? Now, you talk about an event. Now, that was an event, and they had seen it. They learned about God's greatness. They learned all of the things that God could and would do. They learned about the virgin birth. That was all totally new to them. But they were there with Mary and Joseph, and they they talked with them, visited with them. It was a wonderful time. They knew and they learned about the presence and holiness of of God. They knew something of that before, but they knew a whole lot more of it after they had been there those days. They learned that God the Father was watching his son and was proud. The shepherds were changed at the manger. There was a quality of spirit and character about them that was different from that time on. They were just different people. Something dramatic had happened to them. It made a difference in their hearts and their minds. It changed them. From the manger to their death, they honored Christ whenever the opportunity presented itself. All through those years, they told a wonderful story about the incarnation of our Lord. Something like that can happen to us if we catch the real meaning of of Christmas, we can go on through our days glorifying God with a character and courage that comes from the very core of our being. If we have been able to witness the Christ, if we have been able to to see him working in the lives of others around us and then to feel him as he comes within our heart and our soul, to be sure we may go back to the same old desk that we've been working at for a long time, the same irritating traffic jams, the same tough pickleball opponents, the same old problems that we had before Christmas. But things can be so different if we are different. The old roads won't be nearly as impossible, not because the ruts and the bumps Uh, are less pronounced, but rather because we have a new spirit with which to deal with them. Christmas is a sort of of strange, strange mix of the past and the present. At Christmas, it seems memories are especially poignant. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in the joy of the occasion of the birth of our Lord. If you have moved beyond life's midstream, our memories bring both joy and sadness. We're not really sorry that some of those strenuous days of the past are over. You remember when you studied all night for some test that you had to take for your work or for college or for graduate school? 
You remember how hard that was? You don't mind not having to go through that again. You don't mind having to struggle and climb your way up the corporate ladder and how difficult and, and hard that was to do. Some things you, you would want to leave behind. We know we would need to be young if we were going to go back and be with some of those in our past because those children just had restless energy and we remember that well. And yet we wish we could have the past in our hands again at least for a while on Christmas. It would be heaven to hold that little baby in our arms again. But alas, that baby is now a man or a woman. We would give a lot to kneel again beside the bed and listen to those words, Now I lay me down to sleep. As the years drift by, In our minds, as we remember a lot of Christmases, we can be grateful for an excursion into memory. The boys of yesterday are now men. The girls of yesterday are now mature women. It seems just like yesterday. I was throwing snowballs at those kids on Wiley Avenue in Chattanooga. But you know what? That's been over a half century Ago. I hope you can rejoice in what you have become during these years. I hope you have moved down the road towards spiritual maturity. So many are just interested in the gaudy things of this life. They haven't thought much about the manger and what transpired there and the glory of it and the power of it of a life-changing, world-changing event. I went to the mall last week. It was real crowded. Can you imagine that? (laughs) It seemed like most of the people that I saw had uh, faces that weren't happy. They were frowning. They were tired. Uh, They seemed irritated about something. I didn't know what. They looked weary. They looked like uh, they were taking perhaps their last steps. I wanted to get a microphone. You know, they have have those microphones that can announce things all over the mall. I would love to have had one of those. And I'd like to say to everybody, don't be sad. This is Christmas. The Christ is here with us. Boy, don't you know the looks I'd have gotten if I'd have done that? They would have called security. They would have said, this guy has gone over the cliff. He's over the edge. Well, you know, I, I do sing in, in grocery lines occasionally. And, and people look at me, and I don't care. I just sing the songs. And you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, somebody will kind of hum along because they, they know the song. The shepherds went away from the manger Telling everybody, they just told everybody, everybody that was on the road, everybody that was in the places where they ate, everybody, they just told everybody, the Christ is here, the Christ is here, the Messiah has come. That was the message. Now, those people had been waiting over 400 years to hear that message, that interbiblical period. 
The prophets of old said all these things are going to happen. And, of course, the people wanted them to happen. And here are these shepherds saying, it's happened. Now, can you imagine the response of the people along the way? Did they think, well, these, these guys are crazy. These guys are, are really nutty. These guys don't have it all together. Well, I hope that you tell the same story. Even if you get weird looks, it's a great, great story, and it's true. There weren't just shepherds there. There were also wise men. We know that they came much later, but they came when the story of early Christianity is told. It is often noted that most of the disciples were very common men. And that most of the early Christians in the New Testament church, they came from among the poor and the dispossessed. Don't forget the wise men who came from the east. Throughout history, wise men have worshipped Jesus. For thousands of years, the brilliant people in society talked primarily about two things. They have talked about theology and about politics. I'm sure you know that. The great philosophers and what in in the Greek uh, world, uh, in all the different parts of the world where people wrote things down, they talked about theology. They talked about politics over and over again. It's so funny today that the two things that the great minds have always talked about we kind of are pushed back, you know, from saying anything about either of those. These particular wise men came and knelt before the master. They were not just sentimentalists or wishful thinkers. These were the scholars who brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Though they were thoughtful men and women, They always have been aware that they needed to worship something. People through all the years have had that dilemma. What am I going to worship? You know, people out in the jungles in different parts of the world, they don't know what to worship. So they worship the sun or they worship the moon or they worship the mountains or the water or something. They don't know. Is there nothing to worship? No one to bow before? If that's our case, then our lives are meaningless indeed. Unless there is something somewhere that is worthy of our ultimate devotion and loyalty, then there is no reason for extended life. If we do not worship God, we worship something less worthy. Maybe some worship a political leader or an economic system. Or they might worship in a cult that has been started recently in the last couple of hundred years. When we cease to kneel at the feet of Jesus, our minds become cradles for superstitions. When God goes, the pseudo-gods arrive. The conflicts of the world at this Christmas time are a sobering reminder 
of the fact that the pseudo-gods have arrived with a vengeance. Ours is not an age that is devoid of faith, but rather an age of faith in pseudo-gods by so many, many people. The real God of the universe does not tell anyone to fly airplanes into buildings and kill thousands of innocent people. The God of this universe does not tell people to slit the throats of those so that they perhaps could be on TV and give out a message about their group and how you ought to join. Join with the shepherds and with the wise men and with the angels and with the spiritual leadership of our land to worship Jesus today. I have committed my life to him and to his church. I hope and pray that every one of you have. I know the vast majority that are here today are dedicated to Christ. You've heard the message of the shepherds. Maybe there's one or two here today that haven't heard or haven't appropriated the truth that you have heard. Today is his birthday. It's just It's just around the corner. This is the season for Jesus. We need to honor him in what we do, what we say, and how we respond to the good news of the gospel. Are you all through shopping for this year? Are you still making some final decisions about the one or two things that you haven't yet picked up? What else are you going to buy? Some people wait until the last day. They, they have a, a ritual of doing it all on the last day. And it's, it's a big day for them. They look forward to it every year. And they go around and they think of the people that they're buying for. And, and they pick them all out. Well, what do you have left to buy? There are two things that people say when you know that you have made the right purchase, when you will know for sure that they appreciate what you bought them. They will say one of two things, or maybe both things. They'll say this, that's what I have always wanted and needed. If they say that, boy, you have hit the the bingo. I mean, you have done just the right thing. If they say in a very positive way, I would have expected you to give something like that. If they say that, you've done a great, great job. Once on a clear night, over 2,000 years ago, with a new star in the sky, God gave the baby Jesus the greatest gift that this world has ever received. It was what we always needed and wanted. We would expect God to give us something like that. Have you received the gift? It's a great, great gift. This morning we want to take a moment and have a time of invitation, a time when we invite men and women, boys and girls, to come and trust in Christ. When we invite folks to respond to the message of the shepherds, 
to respond to the message of his word, to respond to the feeling inside of our heart as the Holy Spirit tugs at our heart. If you'd like to take a stand for Christ today, I'm going to be standing down here at the front, and I would encourage you to come to trust in him or to move your life, your membership to our church. Join with us as we try and serve here in this particular part of Florida. I pray today on this Christmas season that you would bring great joy not only to yourself, but to all of us that are here as you would come and take a stand for our Lord. Let's stand together as we sing.